Hello, and welcome back to Spill the Soup, the podcast that gives you insight into the life of a 2022 Jewish college student. I'm your host, Marley Camito, and this week we're going to be talking about the challenges of finding a balance between our academic and social lives as vibrantly high-powered and busy teenagers trying to make the most out of our days here on campus as possible. Today, I am joined by a very exciting guest who also just so happens to be my big from our sorority, Rachel Hale. Welcome to the show today, Rachel, and many, many, many thank yous for coming on and being here. I'm like seriously so excited. I can't even say it enough. Um, But we can start off by having you introduce yourself quickly to get familiar with whoever is listening today. I would just repeat your name, where you're originally from, um, what year in school you are, what your major is, where you're living on campus this year, if you want to include that, and then anything else about yourself that you feel would be interesting for any listeners to know about you. Sure. Thanks, Marley. I'm so excited to be on today. I was so excited when she asked me. Like she mentioned, we happen to be in the same sorority, but like Marley, I'm originally from the Midwest, from the Chicago suburbs. Um, I'm a sophomore here at the University of Wisconsin, and I'm living on LinkedIn in my sorority house, and I'm double majoring in journalism and political science with a certificate in Jewish studies. Love. Amazing. And in case this is anybody's first time listening, once again, I'm Marley, the host of this podcast, and I'm a freshman here at UW-Madison, hoping to also major in journalism. So it's been wonderful and very, very helpful to have such great role models like Rachel around for me to look up to and help me with that. (laughs) Um, But with all that being said, we can get right into the episode. So, Rachel, you mentioned a little bit about yourself already, but the main reason that I wanted to do this episode with you, aside from the fact that you're a sophomore, so obviously having more experience on this topic than my, you know, little freshman friends and I um, have, is the fact that you are quite possibly the busiest human being that I've ever met, besides (laughs) maybe, like, my mom or something like that. (laughs) But I just wanted you to kind of give a total run through of like all the things that you do, extracurriculars or clubs that you're involved in, your course load, and however many credits you're taking a semester and like how that impacts how crammed your <laughs> schedule is. Just kind of give us the rundown. Sure. I'll try to give the highlight reel. It might be hard to think of everything, but well. the max amount of credits that you can take here is 18. And I took the max amount of classes. So that ended up being 17 credits. But On top of that, it just so happens that I'm in an exec role. I'm new member in our sorority, Um, but I'm also (laughs) involved outside of that in Hillel. I take classes there um, and involved in in other Jewish life on campus. I'll go to dinners at Chabad occasionally, that type of thing. Um, And I'm also an editor at our fashion and lifestyle magazine, Moda, in addition to writing for the Daily Cardinal, um, which is our more traditional campus newspaper. Um, But beyond that, through some of my majors, I've found other ways to get involved. Um, I'm also in the Honors College, which sometimes will have additional events or that type of thing. Um, And then the other, I guess, the main time constraint would just be that I do a lot of freelance journalism on my own. So sometimes outside of what I do with campus publications, I'll be um, writing for outside organizations as well. So I guess between that, there's definitely a lot going on. So lots to work on with balancing everything. Yes, love. That's so cool. But on a tiny tangent, Rachel and I originally met during rush while I was rushing our sorority. She rushed me and we instantly clicked. But I mean, for anybody listening who is beyond unfamiliar with those terms, not to plug or anything right now, but make sure to definitely stay tuned for our Greek Life on Campus episode, which releases in two weeks on Tuesday, 
March 22nd, I believe, where I will be covering like what all of these things mean and more with guests from other college campuses to compare the similarities and differences between what the sorority and fraternity experience in the U.S. looks like. But anyway, literally one of the first conversations that Rachel and I ever had during Rush was about the fact that she gets no sleep. And <laughs> I just kind of wanted to talk about what that's like because I genuinely personally cannot function without sleep. Like being 100% honest right now, as we record this episode, I'm fully running on like five hour night of sleep. So I'm praying it turns out okay. But if you could just like, I don't know, run us through what a typical busy Rachel day looks like, including <laughs> what time you finally can go to bed each night on average, feel free sure. to share just so we can like get a feel for what we're working <laughs> well, with. Well, I'm happy to, I guess, to give listeners some perspective to like my personal sleep schedule. I don't think that everyone who's busy is like this. It just so happens that in combination with being busy, I have a lot of issues with waking up in the morning, even if I do get <laughs> enough sleep. Um, so I'll tell everyone I sleep with three alarms. One that is like a shaking alarm meant for deaf people. One that is an extra loud app on my phone. And I'll also set a backup alarm in, you know, the original um, Apple alarm. But even with that, I've slept through classes two days this week. So stuff Love. definitely happens. It can create a lot of, it's awkward to have to email professors and explain why you didn't make it to class this morning, that type of thing. Um, I also have a tendency occasionally to pull all-nighters, which is not a good habit, obviously. Um, and I think that some of that comes down to just my own time management. But sleep definitely is an important factor when you have so many other things going on. So that's something I'm trying to improve this semester, too. What? does your roommate think of like these alarms because I once had a deaf person alarm like when like in middle school my mom and I used to fight about me sleeping with my phone in my room and of course my excuse was like oh my alarm's on my phone so despite me she got me right. the probably like the worst <laughs> alarm and I remember when it would go off like I would wake up crying like it's quite possibly oh the gosh. most traumatic experience <laughs> I just cannot imagine doing that every single day like what oh my gosh well <laughs> I've had so many scenarios where my alarms have ended up um factoring into my relationship with my roommate this year it turns out my roommate um doesn't like sleep there as much as i do necessarily so it hasn't really been an issue for us last year my roommate could have my it was this, a song by beyonce i'm trying to remember the specific song maybe been i think the song was love on top by beyonce Great and song. my roommate could sing the song because it would go off every morning <laughs> but i've had in the past my high school friends i had this like traditional like analog clock that we called big red because it was this huge whatever at summer camp one summer um there was a day where I decided I was going to wake up early to go on a run. Nothing ever starts good when you want to start the day like that. So I should have known. Um, <laughs> so and true. my alarm slipped from the top of the cabin down to the Israeli counselor sleeping underneath me no. and woke up the whole cabin. So my nickname on the back of the shirt that summer was Rachel Bomb Clock Hale. So I've definitely <laughs> had a few times where the alarm has caused some some trouble. <laughs> you know what? It's unique. It's like it adds, it builds right. character. That's always part of my personality trait. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Okay. Well, I'm also like wondering if you could change to having, you know, a less jam-packed schedule academically, socially, everythingly, would you? Um, you know, I think that one of the cool things about being on a college campus like this is there's so much to get involved in. And I'm lucky that I don't love all my classes, but for the most part, I'm doing stuff that I'm really engaged in and the social stuff that I'm doing, like being in a sorority and writing on campus, I really enjoy. So I don't think I would change the things that I'm involved in. But I do hope to improve my time management because what I've kind of realized over the last few years is that no matter how busy I am, how many courses I'm in, how many things I'm involved in, 
my the task always expands to fill the amount of time that I have. So it doesn't matter if I was in, even if I was in less classes or less involved, I would still probably have a similar sleep schedule and feel just as busy. Um, so I don't think that I would change anything, but that's a really good question. Yeah, no, that's so interesting. I feel like personally, if I'm not driving myself borderline insane, like I'm almost more unlikely to be productive. And I get mm-hmm. that that's totally like low-key a character flaw. Believe you know, me. That, I think a lot of people feel that yeah, way. Like, sometimes it's easier to actually keep stuff on track when you have more of a constrained schedule. Seriously. And like I, I haven't heard the end of it from my parents like, to stop <laughs> doing too much or pushing myself too hard um, throughout high school and even now. But I don't know. I, I like the thrill. Like I, I don't mm-hmm. like being bored and sitting still. And if I'm not insanely busy, I feel like there's always something that I could be doing that'll help me later on. And yeah, maybe that's not the healthiest lifestyle ever, but I don't know. Excuse my language. Mm-hmm. Like we don't normally do that on the podcast, but I I feel like it's fitting and it feels good to get shit done. Like I know you feel <laughs> the same. It, I like being totally. productive. I like being yeah. on top of my stuff. And so I think obviously there's a difference between like healthy versus unhealthy habits of doing this, which we'll get into in a second, but I'm kind of glad that we're on the same page with that. Yeah. And I know you're similar to me. You just mentioned that your parents, a lot of times it won't be saying like, you need better grades or you need to get more involved. It's usually the opposite, which is like, yeah. I know you're interested in all these things, but you have to figure out what's most Slow important. Down. So I feel the same. And I think also sometimes when you get into a habit of like being busy for a long time, that's just how it feels to run, you know? So I need to get to a place where I'm okay relaxing some too, but I'm the exact same way. It's been like for the past few years that I've always just wanted to be busy. Totally. And because you mentioned you're a sophomore. I know last year looked really, really different than this year does. We talked about COVID on campus in the last episode of this podcast, but I was kind of curious like what your experience was like with virtual school and not being able to go to our like sorority events in person and kind of like what that looked like, what the balance and everything looked like in comparison from last year to now. Sure. I think last year when family members or people in the community would ask me like what college was like, I would always start by saying the same thing, which is like, I'm just so thankful to be on campus. I'm so lucky to be on campus. And that's true. I was so lucky to be on campus, but that didn't mean that just because COVID might have had a more disproportionate impact on other people that it didn't really impact me. And I think it was actually hard for me to realize maybe how much the pandemic impacted my freshman year until I was a few months into my sophomore year, because that's when it because you, you know, you get used to what's around you. So I had nothing else to compare my college experience to last year. So then suddenly this year to see what it was like to be in normal social settings and to have classes be in person, it was like, you know what, maybe this impacted me more than I realized. Um, Like a specific example is that at one point our dining halls completely shut down. So we had to get food as like takeout from the dining hall and then eat in our rooms or somewhere else. So for months on end, my friends and I would just be sitting eating our food out of cardboard boxes on the floors of our already very small dorm rooms or I'd be sitting eating alone on a call for my sorority and there were a lot of social interactions that typically would be really exciting for freshmen like meeting friends on your hall or at kind of like initial orientation get to know you events and not having those things I think really maybe might have spurred the growth of like the first part of my freshman year Um, I remember there was a lockdown last year in two of the dorms in the southwest area of campus and that happened to be one of my dorms um, just for, because of covid and following that lockdown so many people were worried that we were going to get sent home from school that they actually moved into other apartments so by maybe october of last year there had already been maybe 15 people who moved out of my floor so it was definitely a different experience but looking back on it now i am still so thankful that i was on campus and i think with school even though it was different to be online 
it wasn't so far from what it is now that it wasn't like an awful adjustment. Um, and for me personally, I've always loved having really strong relationships with my professors and the peers around me. So it was really great to get back into in-person this fall. Yeah. And like, what were your main tactics for like staying positive and finding a way to be able to do your schoolwork productively, being like trapped in a dorm room all the time and try to like meet new people and branch out because college is such a big adjustment from high school social interactions? Sure. I think, I mean, obviously it wasn't perfect all the time, but one thing that I always loved doing was just finding different places on campus to go do work outside of my dorm room or outside of the lounge in my dorm. And that's obviously that still holds true even now that we're in person with classes. Um, our university just has so many great spots. I love going to the historical archives library or one of our student unions um, and just having a view outside, being able to look at the lake. It's just so nice. And also that way it was really Another thing that I would do, I guess, is um, aside from finding these different places on campus to study, to switch up my routine, would just be taking breaks with people where we would go outside and walk along the lake or like go get food somewhere. And like, I think just trying to make it, especially last year when it was so mundane and you had the same exact schedule every day, finding different ways to like switch up my schedule really helped me still be like motivated about my classwork. Um, and another thing is just I still tried to find ways to connect with my professors because I found that I was a lot more engaged if I had a personal relationship with them. So I would try to take the time to go to office hours or to email to introduce myself. And again, those things are still still have helped me this year when we're in person. But last year, especially, it really helped kind of make it through like that difficult time. That's so interesting. I never would have considered like <laughs> so many things that you could do to make something kind of out of that thing. So awesome. But kind of on a different note and back to what we were talking about more before, overwhelm and anxiety, I feel like are two pretty huge symptoms, at least from my personal experience of living this kind of lifestyle of having a jam-packed schedule and trying to fit as much in a day as possible. Um, and they're not always as easy as it seems to manage. I know we've talked about, yes, we can be productive, but the process of getting there is not always an easy one. And I wanted to mention that I think there's a huge distinction between being someone like manic versus being somebody managed. But yeah, like my old therapist used to always teach me all the time in high school to shut off manic Marley. And this is like the part of ourselves that can't think straight because they are so overwhelmed and submerged in all that they have going on in their lives that it completely consumes them. And then our conscious, like normal, relaxed selves, like the way we're having a conversation right now, just go completely into hiding once you get to that point. But instead of manic Marley, I am now trying to be managed, Marley. Look at that. <laughs> um, and that's someone who, yes, has a packed schedule and an ongoing resume of activities that I'm trying to be involved in and do every day, but also somebody who knows how to properly, or not knows, somebody who's working to actively learn to properly manage all of these things in a very healthy and productive way. So I don't know. I kind of wanted us to shift our discussion a little to talking about what that's like and yeah. how I don't know if you've had this experience too I kind of imagine you have absolutely yeah you do it well every day but how we're able to like be and distinguish that version of ourselves as 18 and 20 year olds because I don't know I, I feel like that really isn't easy so yeah mm -hmm. I always like to give some words of advice on these episodes to anybody listening um but please 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 don't interpret this as me being preachy like Oh my God, the thought of that like literally makes me cringe Like to even consider that. I oh promise I'm not trying to sound preachy, but just trying to help and share some though. words of wisdom. Yeah. So, so yeah, Rachel, like 
I'm sure you have tips and tricks on how you do a good job of managing your life as a, a friend, a student, a writer, a daughter. That's sweet. You're giving me too much. A new credit. member. <laughs> but it's so cool. Like again, like I haven't met somebody like that. I I've met people that are just, you know, day to day or yeah, I, I went to school today. Like, you know, like that's it. So because it's so interesting, like I'm taking advantage of that. But I think um we can talk about that for a little while before we wrap up. Just sure. finding that um, distinction. Yeah, I think one thing that you brought up when you talked about being manic that made me think of like my own experience is just realizing after a certain point that like there's not a race to the finish line. I think yes. a lot of times in school or in my activities or whatever I was motivated to do, I felt so much pressure to not only be the best at it, but to be ahead of everyone else, to feel like I'm doing more and that I'm getting ahead in my career, whether that was with writing or taking more credits or just being more involved to make more friends. And after a certain point, I just kind of had to step back and realize like, there's not a race to the finish line. And like, we are going to live such long lives and that requires being really healthy and getting enough sleep and having that maintenance like from year to year instead of it just being like a crash and burn. Um, yeah. And one thing that my therapist also, like you mentioned with the being like manic versus managed, one thing my therapist mentioned, I happen to have attention deficit disorder and sometimes that can impact maybe the rate at which Ooh. I can finish something. Um, so maybe I think that it'll take me an hour to do something and it takes me longer because I get distracted. And so one mm. thing that I've had to realize is just that it's so important to set realistic expectations about if I'm going to take on the max load of credits as well as these social obligations to be in my sorority and to be an editor in a magazine and that type of thing, then that might mean that I don't get all A's this semester. Or it might mean that sometimes I have to miss a meeting here and there and minimize my schedule for that week. So I think that two really big things are just setting realistic expectations and also like being patient and realizing that this is one small part of our life. Um, Another thing that's been really helpful for me is just being super organized and planning and staying on top of stuff. I could definitely do a better job of that. It's something I'm working to improve on. But weeks that I or on weeks where I have felt really productive and really good about um, managing my courses as well as my social life and other obligations, I always set that week up on like a Sunday and wrote down in my planner, what do I need to get done this week? What are my deadlines? Or I found ways to hold myself accountable by setting up office hours ahead of time or making sure that there was a day I was going to study with a friend for the upcoming test. So I found that between kind of what helps me on weeks or months when I am feeling more productive is setting realistic expectations and just staying really organized and on top of what's coming up that week. Oh my God. That like literally is exactly what I even needed to hear. And I could not agree more. Seriously. Well, if I, was, I could take my own advice more, it would probably be know, going better. I know. So much easier said than done. I was, I was right. just going to talk about that. Like we talked a lot in other episodes about how like expectation can be the thief of happiness. And something I learned a while ago is that like, there's nobody else running in the race. It's, it's really just you. And so comparison exactly. is so tough, especially in an environment where we're constantly around other people that are yes like at the same stage in life as us but I don't know teenagers and probably everybody is just like very toxic and like toxically competitive with one another right. and so that can feel like a lot of pressure right. to Especially be the best. Especially looking on LinkedIn seeing everyone posting about their summer internship. Stop. I still like, need to like download hey. LinkedIn and set it up like that's <laughs> added that's like literally in the list of things that stress me out right after. now. I like I actually need help. Oh if you're God. listening to this connect with me on my future LinkedIn and connect with Rachel <laughs> but yes we got to set that up after this but yeah really? like for me I'm literally the same as you my notes app is actually my best friend and that's like the oh best gosh, advice like yeah. if I have a thought not like without paper in front of me like boom in the notes app I, I seriously it's like a diary like it's the best for me right. on your phone always with you 
like don't let everything overwhelm you and I know everyone says like oh like if you write it down like it's therapeutic and like journaling but like it is when you can Mm -hmm. see everything that's stressing you out all in front of you or everything you need to get done that day or the phone calls you need to make the text you need to send the homework you have to do when it's all written out and you can see the words on paper or on your phone it actually makes the process seem so much smaller you know when it's all like clouding over you and it feels like there's a million things out of your control or like if I'm thinking about this and I'm going to forget that I also have to do this, like really just write it down. It takes three seconds and it ta- and it feels so much better. Like my planner and I, that's my ride or die girl right there. Like she goes everywhere with me, color coded. Seriously. Like I check off boxes and then like the satisfaction of checking off that box right. when I, you do something. I think I write stuff down just to cross it off. On Literally, it's amazing. It's so nice. Like <laughs> you'd think such a simple task wouldn't bring that much emotion behind it but like it does and so also keeping a calendar in your phone I know that sounds dumb like everyone uses what google calendar apple calendar I use an app called time tree I would love sponsorship like I could (laughs) preach this I could actually preach about this app for like an entire episode I love it so much don't know why my friends and I downloaded it because you can have like a communal calendar right so like families probably use it more but you can just plug in everybody's own stuff but I made my own and like it's color coded by like my sorority events are pink. My classes, my class schedule is black or like other school calls are blue, like stuff like that. And I've used it for so long and it, it, I seriously check it like every day and it helps me so That's much. So helpful. Just having all of that written down right in front of you, like it, it almost like takes the burden off of like your mind. Like you can focus Just having on it laid out right yes. in front of you. Totally. So, I think that's also like my number one thing of like balancing everything, just being organized. And even if you're not an organized person, such an easy task, like really it helps. And something that I've learned to teach myself, especially with schoolwork, but also, I don't know, sometimes I'm bad at responding to my texts and getting back to people or doing this, this, like it's okay to procrastinate sometimes. Again, like you really have to be in touch with yourself and know what works best for you, but also like always having a plan. Like I also at the beginning of every week write out what my plan for all my schoolwork for that week is going to be like day by day. Like today I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. And if I stick to this plan, then I'll have my paper done by Friday, like stuff like that. Um, But sometimes, yeah, like it's okay to not always have that or be on that plan because things that we don't know can come up and you can't always beat yourself up about it. Like my worst thing is being, I'm so ranting right now. I'm sorry. My thing is being a perfectionist and I'm sure you can relate to that. Like, and that comes with a lot of the competitiveness and stuff like that. I always want my schoolwork to be perfect, my relationships, my social life to be perfect. And like perfect doesn't exist, you know? Yeah. Everybody's running their own race, doing their own thing. There's no right way to do something. So yeah. Totally. And I guess one thing I'll say too, to add on to that, just because we were talking about, you know, setting up a plan and like ways to hold yourself accountable throughout the week, that type of thing. All of that is great when you're on a roll. When you wake up to the 7.30 a.m. alarm and you're working out and you make it to your first class and everything's going well, of course you feel motivated on top of stuff. What gets hard is when you sleep through the alarm or you Mm -hmm. don't do well on the test that you studied for or something comes up and your phone breaks that day and you have to reshift your whole schedule. When something like that happens, that's when it's so hard to regroup and figure out, okay, how do I still stay focused when all of a sudden like 
it's not this aesthetic Pinterest board anymore of studying and I'm wearing like the same sweatshirt from yesterday and like, you know what I mean? Um, And I feel like when that happens, that's when it's really just figuring out like, not like what does the whole week look like, but like what are the top three important things for me to do today? Like how can I reset? Because I totally relate to what you're saying with that perfectionism. And sometimes when it feels like it's not going well, suddenly it feels like everything's going really badly. Yeah. And it piles. Like I've had days like that. Like you wake up late and I'm like, I already want this day to be over. Like I want to start over so I can like have a clean slate. You don't always need a clean slate, you know, like you can bounce back and that's hard, but possible. So yeah. And that's the other thing I've learned, like with balancing absolutely anything in life, putting your mental health first is seriously like the most important. And I know that sounds so cliche, but if you don't prioritize your well-being, it's all going to pile and come crumbling down. There will be a lot more of those like not doing well on tests because you're not sleeping at night and stuff like that. And so you have to be like setting yourself up for success while trying to manage all these things. And you really should always be prioritizing that. And if you need to email a professor that you couldn't make it, that's okay. You're not going to die. Yeah, You're not going to, no one's going to hate you. Like it's okay. You know? So totally. I, yeah, I always like have to keep reminding myself that too. I'm, I'm, I'm telling mm-hmm. it to everyone right now. No, I'm just me. finding ways to minimize like, like your obligations for that week. If you have to, people generally tend to be pretty understanding about stuff. If you keep them updated about where you're at, it Mm -hmm. usually only becomes an issue. If you email a teacher after the deadline has passed or email an editor when your thing was due two days ago, you know, but I feel like generally if you keep someone in the loop while you're in the process or reach out to your professor, the second or third week of class that you're struggling, instead of the day before the final, people try to help you out along the way. Totally. And ways to minimize that even is by, keeping a strategic plan all along thinking ahead really does benefit us all I'm serious it's it's a good secret but um yeah I think just kind of like wrapping up all of that reminding yourself that like it's okay to breathe to sit down to go to bed early some nights to not always have something to be doing no matter how hard that may seem believe me I get it and that you're doing enough and that you're doing just fine you know there is no perfect there is no even like, even though I think you're an amazing example of like somebody who balances school and social life, somebody else could like be in your shoes and do it completely differently. Like there is no perfect, there is no formula. You just kind of have to find what works for you and not compare that to others' experiences. Tying back to what you said earlier, there's a quote that sticks with me sometimes that's, um, if you fail to prepare, you're prepared to fail. And even if it's not as drastic as real failure and failure can be good sometimes, it does make me think about the work that you put in on the front can help so much later and pay off in the long term. If you can just feel better about being 10 minutes early somewhere or turning something in a day early, it can help alleviate so much of that everyday stress and anxiety that we were talking about. And I love that. I'm wait, I, I repeat it, repeat it one more time. I wanted to stick with we'll leave we we'll leave so on that. that and note. then we'll have to remember the the manic versus oh. manage. All right, um, the two takeaways from this. Right, right. Go so ahead. If you fail to prepare, you're prepared to fail. Yes. And learn to manage instead of being manic. We'll, we'll work on the flow of that one better. <laughs> I totally feel like we could talk about this for hours, but I love that so much. And I think it's a perfect note to leave off on from our conversation since that is all the time we have for today. Rachel, my role model, the perfect Aww. big sister I never had before college. <laughs> oh um, I'm so not, not even trying to flatter you. Like, this is just like the way I speak about you, like kisses. 
Thank you. Seriously, thank you so much again for joining me this week and being so honest and helpful. Thank you for having always. me. I had so much fun. You were amazing. And to everybody else listening, thank you always too for listening to this week's episode of Spill the Soup. Before we go, please make sure to show your appreciation for the podcast by subscribing and rating five stars to whatever platform you're listening on and wherever else you get your podcasts. We'll see you two weeks from now for our Greek Life on Campus episode. So make sure to stay tuned until then. Spill the Soup is part of the Jew Folk Podcast Network. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. For more information, go to tcjewfolk.com slash podcast or email the show and others at podcast at tcjewfolk.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.